from Morty Brainstorm. Why the dry rope wars shouldn't put you off outdoor swimming. Irish swimming places have always welcomed people regardless of body shape, size, skin or what you're wearing. By Ronan Foley from Maynooth University. Amidst the recent boom in open water swimming, there has been much talk about dry rope wars allegedly happening across South Dublin. As comedian Oliver Callan recently remarked, it had previously only been eccentrics and Protestants who ever braved the cold Irish waters. Now we have new tribes, characterised respectively as vigilante regulars and Class A trendies wearing dry robes, clashing at the 40 foot and beyond. The alleged spat has been covered locally and abroad to much hilarity all round. But let's look beyond what is a form of what surfers would call localism with perceived associations with wealth and class. It's worth exploring what this tells us about swimming places, identities and practice, shaped specifically by the COVID-19 pandemic. As a geographer working on blue spaces, it provides a perfect example of how people and places are connected together in what we do, where we come from and how we perform in such spaces. Through the summer and into the winter, the huge increase in open water swimming has continued, even as air and water temperatures went down. This is seen in sources like the Strava heat map, which maps increased activity in coastal and inland waters. In the dry robe wars, there was an expectation that the soft new arrivals would soon disappear, a bit like an expensive Italian footballer on a November night in Burnley, and that the regulars could reclaim their space. Yet even by mid-December, large numbers of swimmers, with and without dry robes, have continued to flock to the 40-foot, sea point and many other swimming spots around the country. One swimmer stated that she would not be swimming that late in the year without a dry robe, and having one made possible something she had long thought was impossible. Most people were wearing togs or swimsuits under their robes and welcomed the cold, fresh water as a midwinter tonic. What struck me was the sense of the dry robe as an enabler of healthy exercise in a not always welcoming environment. I should also point out that I use the term dry robe generically rather than specifically and that a recent review of various options started with a homespun solution costing precisely nothing. As swimmers flocked to Irish waters during 2020, the hope for older regular swimmers used to lying low during the normal midsummer crowds, the quieter spaces would arise through the winter months seemed less likely. The very crowded nature of what are often small and secluded swimming spots is of genuine concern as new swimming enthusiasts arrive. Space to change in is at a premium, so the space taken up by a big dry robe is not helpful. Pandemic rules around socialisation and gatherings have affected one of the great joys of open water swimming, namely the free association and chats, the tea and cakes before and after a swim. Despite Gnosis advocating a swim-and-go policy, any sense of protecting vulnerable older swimmers getting essential outdoor exercise during the pandemic was conspicuous by its absence recently at the 40-foot, as indeed were masks and social distancing. In particular, the early morning swims, so beloved of older regulars as potentially safe spaces, have become unsafe during the pandemic. Another bugbear has been a sense that new swimmers take unnecessary risks. They do not respect the sea and do not have the knowledge of tides and waves. This can be witnessed by an increase in Coast Guard call-outs. In fairness, this may also reflect the sheer weight of increased numbers at swimming spots. 
But it certainly could be argued that if we have created safe times for vulnerable groups to shop in supermarkets or go to parks, we might extend that into blue spaces as well. One upside of the pandemic has been the rediscovery of the natural spaces around us. This has been especially important in getting people out of their homes where possible and rediscovering what is available as a therapeutic resource in our immediate two or five kilometre radius. Research on this has focused more on green space with a variety of artistic and survey-based studies beginning the process of how this is played out. In addition, there is a growing realisation that blue spaces are not just the coast, but also rivers, lakes, canals, reservoirs, all evident in the Strava maps noted before. Being able to swim in their local area has been a new discovery for some, and a confirmation of its value for others, with great informal groups of swimmers, such as the Women's Swimming Group at Two Mile Gate on Loch Derg. The famous Black Rock Diving Tower in Salt Hill in Galway even has its own Facebook page and Twitter account. Biomedical evidence on the value of cold water swimming is also developing, for example in reducing the risk of dementia. But for those in urban apartments or indeed without a home, having access to the outside or being forced to be in it takes on a very different meaning. If there is one thing we have learned in the COVID-19 era, it is that spatial inequalities in access to health-enabling resources, as well as the differential aspects of mortality and morbidity, continue to affect the same poor and deprived communities as in normal times. The debates around dry robes raise fascinating questions around aspects of visibility and invisibility. There is a certain historical irony in discussions of covering up at the seaside or lake when the older traditions were often the opposite. Dry robes could be viewed as a continuation of the trend of bathing boxes in Victorian times, such as the Chatterton boxes in Kilkee. Both had the twin aims of simultaneously preserving warmth and modesty. Many historic men-only swimming spots owe their locations to historically naked male swimmers being chased from the beach to more risky spots, but these have now become more inclusive settings. Performance has always been an important aspect around swimming spaces. What you wear to swim is, of course, riddled with attitudes around authenticity and hardiness. But attire is also linked to wider performances of identity, such as the suggestion that dry robes act as a form of yuppification or commodification of swimming. Such debates are also reflected in the wearing of wetsuits to swim, but I think most reasonable people would agree that any piece of clothing or equipment that encourages and prolongs time in the water is a good thing. That freedom to wear what you like is important too for new migrant communities. Recent debates in France and elsewhere on burkini bands at the beach show how important visibility and inclusivity can be. But being able to swim quiet, almost invisible ways are important too. This is something that the regular swimmer treasures as part of a less showy, slow way of life, where a balance between flow and stillness remains important. Swimming places, and there are indeed many outside the South Dublin coastal bubble, have seen a genuine blue awakening in a difficult year. For new recruits to the joys of swimming or even dry robes, it's like discovering a new book or band you love and you want to tell the world. For older swimmers, though, it's a bit like someone else discovering your secret and you not being sure you like it. Perhaps when the warmer waters of the world beyond Ireland are available to us again in time, some of the dry robes and crowds may disappear. I hope not, though, and hope people have begun a healthy practice for life. But swimming and swimming places have always traditionally been both egalitarian and generous. 
they have room for both singular eccentrics and hardy Protestants, as well as all manner of body shapes, sizes and skins, artificial and otherwise. Being generous also means being careful of others and their needs, and should not be forgotten, especially at a time of genuine high risk. Humans also seem to have an irresistible urge to classify themselves and others. Self-identification as an insider or outsider is often part of that, and perhaps explains the passions of the dry robe wars. Emotional attachments to place are also a part of the story. For me, swimming places represent sites of therapy, where the building up of a salty, crusty resilience linked to past and present, self and family, here and there, builds on the body and mind. If the new open water swimmers continue through the years, they too will develop that resilience, no matter what clothes they wear, in or out of the water. Based on the piece for RT Brainstorm by Ronan Foley from Maynooth University. Discover more at rt.ie forward slash brainstorm. <laughs>